You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Will you join us on your popular program, Wasaila Lalama Sadika, Truthful News, Alhamdulillah, bringing you the news uh, that uh, you don't uh, get from uh, the mainstream media, but we give you the news on this platform. Alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we source out some of those enlightened guests that will make you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And Alhamdulillah, this evening, we have uh, Molana Rafiq uh, Muhammad, also uh, a holistic uh, doctor and pre- uh, practitioner, uh, Azizullah Rawat. First of all, uh, let me welcome the pious and sagacious Ummah of uh, Marcus Sahaba, with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and with our guest uh, Molana Salim Karim and I mean, uh, Molana Rafiq Muhammad. Hey, I know so many Molanas, but I love this Molana, Molana Rafiq Muhammad and also our Azizullah Rawat. With a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, tell me, uh, Molana, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening? Gee, uh, Molana's got his, uh, he's playing with his mute button, but he'll unmute and uh, talk to us. So, Alhamdulillah. Yes, Molana, one tap and it's done. Assalamu shukran, Shafat, and to all the listeners of Marcus Sahaba, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Zakallah khaira for that, Molana, and also our Azizullah Raud, Dr. Azizullah Raud. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh uh, to you to all the listeners of Marcus Sahaba a big welcome also to Malana Rafiq yeah great indeed and uh, you know I know you belong to one team truth wins the foundation and they say you know truth shall prevail and uh, falsehood uh, will perish Molana, you know uh, this uh, you had this passion of telling the ummah the truth for many 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 years and uh, you, you've been through so many different journey, uh, journeys we don't want to talk about the tahrim we don't want to talk about the banning both you and i were banned at the same time i remember that but uh, you know alhamdulillah the truth prevailed and here you are uh, molana you know a little bit about the truth uh, wins the foundation and you know having uh, you and uh, dr azizullah rawat on the same platform is surely a big moment for us on uh, Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Your comments, sir, Molana? Jazakumullah, Brother Shafat. Well, very, very basically, what really inspired me was, you know, when the, uh, after 9-11, we saw the massive ideological war that was launched uh, against the Ummah. And I recall, you know, maybe after one or two Jumas, uh, after having just touched on the topic of an ideological war through the mainstream media, People in Sunnah Libas were coming and admitting to me that, you know, they were shaken, the Iman was shaken. And that's when I realized that this is really, really serious, you know. And so that's when it uh, inspired me to really take up this challenge of trying to give the the real the real information based on the verse of the Holy Quran where Allah Ta'ala mentions, وَقُلْ جَاءَ الْحَقْ وَزَهَقَ الْبَاطِلِ إِنَّ الْبَاطِلَ كَانَ زَهُقًا And say truth has come and falsehood has perished because falsehood by its very nature is bound to perish. And also Allah Ta'ala mentions in various verses the struggle and battle between truth and falsehood. So this is why it's important for us to take up the struggle and to defend and protect the correct beliefs of the Ummah. Jazakallah for that, uh, Molana And uh, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, you know, you surprised me because I got you firstly when I spoke to you. It was more on the medical show that I was doing. And suddenly you told me, you know what, I know Molana Rafiq Muhammad and my eyes lit up because, you know, I, I told you how close to Molana and I are linked. And, uh, you know, we always uh, try and speak the truth on A and whenever or whatever we do. But uh, what about you, Dr. Azizullah Rawat? What brought you into the Truth Windsor Foundation? 
Uh, it was actually the whole lockdown. Uh, so once COVID-19 hit, uh, you know, I myself, as long, um, and I'm sure a lot of people also, you know, our eyes were still asleep as to a lot of things that were going on in the world. Uh, but with the hard lockdown came, you know, all the time in the world you had now, uh, you know, you couldn't go to work, you couldn't go to university. So you had a lot of time to actually do research uh, as to what's going on uh you know we always knew uh you know who were the you know this the so-called um uh political the elite those who run the world but we didn't really know about the various agendas uh so i was luckily enough to be added to molana rafiq's whatsapp group uh, which is the truth wins uh, forum where we could post and share information uh opening people's eyes and our own eyes also as to what's going on uh the the covid 19 the vaccination the protocols what was happening in the hospitals and just like that we started sharing information and then uh, sooner or later uh, Mulana and I actually linked up uh, and we actually traveled the country uh, doing programs, uh, doing talks uh, in Gauteng, in the Western Cape, even in Port Elizabeth, where we held programs to really share our knowledge and to really open people's eyes as to what's going on. Because a lot of people, uh, it's 80 to 90 percent, were just believing whatever was put on the mainstream media. They were living in fear. They were living in paranoia. They were making themselves sick with all the protocols and they were going to line up for the jab. Uh, so we felt it as our duty, as Mulana said, to spread the truth, to penetrate through the layers of falsehood for the light to prevail. Uh, beautiful indeed. And, uh, you know, very, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, profound indeed uh, what you said there. Uh, Mulana, this uh, a correction on, on, on for, for me. Is it a truth win the forum or is it a, a, a truth win the foundation? No, the truth. Truthwins Foundation is the name of the organization. Truthwins Forum is the name of the WhatsApp group that we created to okay. share the information. No, but, but the organization is yeah, Truthwins Foundation, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Now, I'm going to take you back, uh, Molana, because uh, you, know, you used to do uh, uh, brilliant shows on uh, another platform where you were with, uh, with uh, Mr. Peer. And also, one of your biggest fans, the, the Marhum now, Allah is covered with no, uh, Nur Aslam, uh, uh, see that he was always a big fan of Morana, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rafiq Muhammad. And, you know, whenever you did anything or whenever you had a clip or any of your, you know, writings or your research, he was your first one that flooded the world with all your uh, with, uh, with all your research. And, you know, remembering him, uh, uh, perhaps a, a small tribute to Aslam, see that, uh, uh, Morana. Definitely, Allah Ta'ala fully is covered with Noor. Khatib General Firdos, make his maghfirat completely, inshallah. He was really a, a, a real, uh, you know, uh, how shall we say, a support, you know, a, a pillar of support in many ways because he used his technical skills, electronic technical skills, to facilitate many, many of our programs, alhamdulillah. Even uh, he was always ready whenever there was a Juma at West Street Mosque to make sure that the, the, the bayan was recorded and stuff like that. So he was always a pillar of strength and support in many ways. May Allah Ta'ala fill qabr with nur, ameen. I mean, Najatakala uh, for that. Well, Molana, you know, we're looking into this agenda, and uh, we know that Shaitan had uh, promised Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that I will change uh, the the face of creation. I will do this and do that. And it seems as if uh, that this shameful agenda is being uh, propagated uh, by the Hizbu Shaitan, the party of Shaitan. And you know, many are being duped and uh, being uh, you know carried away. And uh, unfortunately, some of our very own. 
have been duped uh, by these uh, messages of this Shaysani uh, forces or the Dajjali forces or whatever you want to call them. Molana, uh, you know, perhaps a background into this, uh, you know, uh, I think you very eloquently told me, shameful agenda, Molana. Gee, you know, so it's very important for us as Muslims, especially to be fully uh, aware of the bigger picture. And the sad reality is, as, as Muslims, we tend to have lost connection with the Quran, with the true you know, depth of the message of the Quran Sharif. So when you see that, that the story of Musa alayhi salam in Fir'aun is constantly repeated, that is history repeating itself. And you see that that type of, uh, of power play has always been throughout history, where those who are in power attempt to really maintain that power and enslave those who are weaker under them. So that is essentially the story you see between Musa alayhi salam and Fir'aun. And Allah Ta'ala sent Musa alayhi salam to get the Ban Israel out of his enslavement. But his, his spiritual greed, that is a spiritual greed that is common amongst many people generally, is a greed for lust, I mean for power and for, for control. So when he decided, after being given the da'wah, he said, I'm your highest Lord, there's no other God besides me, and therefore enslaved the rest of Bani Israel. And that's where this whole you know, uh, story that you see in the Quran Sharif is playing out today. Today you have the modern of your own power bases sitting in London and in New York. Both of these power bases are completely obsessed with controlling and, uh, and owning the world. And the only way that they, they can achieve it is as they are influenced by the devil, that where shaitan says, where Allah Ta'ala says, shaitanu al-faqra wa Shaitan promises you and threatens you poverty. And through that influence of fear that you're going to lose your power and your wealth, he's able to influence you to carry out fahsha, evil. And the evil that, uh, that the Pharaoh at that time did was that he slaughtered the males of the Bani Israel and he kept the females alive. So that was, in, in essence, a form of population control. Today you see the same obsession amongst the modern-day pharaohs, that the only way they can maintain their power, their wealth, and their control is to launch an, uh, um, a massive program of population control, not restricted to males only like in the time of the original pharaoh, but completely for the males and females, and in so many different ways and strategies they're implementing it. So basically, that's the background that you see today, to the extent that we'll discuss at, 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 after uh, at the next session, the NSSM 200, the National Security Studies Memorandum 200, uh, which was uh, brought about through Henry Kissinger, who was a National Security Advisor for the U.S., and this was the, basically the main plan that population control is seen as a major threat to U.S. interests, economic interests. So this is where you find this obsession to make sure that they depopulate the planet in so many ways. Yaji Molana, you have said this tone. You said, the, you know, I can hear the Ummah shouting, give me more, Molana. Hey, be patient. <laughs> sabar, sabar, Molana will give you more. And Azizullah, you know, listening to our Molana, you know, Rafiq Muhammad there, uh, how do you, uh, you know, Azizullah, being a member of uh, the, you know, Molana Truthbind Foundation, uh, how do you react to those? You know, you talk to them no matter what you tell, tell them. You show them the burhan, you show them the proof. And they still, you know, that uh, narrow-minded, they have the one-track mind. No, 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 no. You're a conspiracy theorist. How do you <laughs> respond to them, Azizullah? Yeah, you know, we've encountered so many of those people throughout our journey uh, when we used to do programs. You know, people would absolutely lose their minds. Uh, and the cognitive dissonance that we saw was just 
unreal. You know, the moment you challenge anyone's um, uh, their mainstream thought or their idea or their perception of things, uh, then they actually resorted to throwing tantrums. And we found that whether it was doctors, uh, whether it was accountants, lawyers, uh, they would just start throwing tantrums the moment you challenge uh, their viewpoint uh, from those people that we actually went out to meet. And a lot of people have been uh, undergoing years of brainwashing from the mainstream media, all the CNN, all the CBC News, all the SABC News. Uh, and that's why it was so easy for them to just believe. Uh, you know, also a lot of people's life lacks meaning, you know, life is boring. So covid provided the excitement they needed. You know, now they got to mask up. They got to tell people to put on their masks like they're saving the world and to sanitize and to social distance and all those kind of things. Uh, but alhamdulillah, you know, we were able to see uh, what was really going on and really deliver speeches in order to awaken the ummah. And I'd say that at the end of the day, their plan actually failed uh, because a lot of people did not take the jab. And even if those people who did experience side effects, uh, so they made sure that they didn't take the boosters as well. Now, absolutely. Now, well said they, I mean, uh, you do still find the people that uh, you talk to them, hey, they say, no, 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 you're going to, you know, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And they say, actually say, no, 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 but Allah must give them, he died. Now, uh, you know, I, when I looked at Henry Kissinger as a young lad, I know Molana and I, basically we're the same age. And, uh, you know, at that time, I don't think uh, I was conscientized. I don't know Molana about you, but uh, hey, this Henry Kissinger, our teachers say, the shuttle diplomacy, uh, this man is so, you know, he's moving from this end to that end with his briefcase but he was sowing uh, the seeds of discord we didn't even know and then he duped the arabs into the petrodollars making america the you know richest uh, country in the world and you know a, a real a, a cardboard gangster indeed but he was uh, you know the agent of shaitan sowing the seeds of discord and uh, you know you bring it in so uh, uh, eloquently about the S N S S M M 200 control. You're going to talk about the pop control. I want you to conscientize the ummah about, you know, how duped I was. But alhamdulillah, I saw the light at the end of the day. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank uh, scholars like yourself, Molana. Go ahead. Gee, so if you know that uh, uh, N S S M 200 was in the 1970s under Henry, under uh, Nixon, President Nixon. So mm. Henry Kissinger was a national security advisor at that time. And what was the basic uh, uh, motivation for this? People don't seem to understand that there's an economic motivation here. So they saw that Africa was not overpopulated. Africa was over rich, over wealthy. And the Roman world that Africa was was teeming with, so to say, they saw that, you know what, we need to, to acquire those minerals, but why must we pay, you know, uh, prices that are uh, so, so expensive or so high? So they realized, because this is how far down the line they think, they realized that if you know they can keep the populations down, then the demand for those raw mineral resources of heavy of, of uh, you know precious metals, base metals, uh, energy resources, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, if the populations in Africa are less, then they will have much more to they will use less and they will have much more to export at lower prices. But if they have a higher demand for it themselves, they will have less to export at much higher prices. So the terms of trade will always be against the West if this is allowed to happen. So that's why they realized the only way to keep the terms of trade in their favor was to keep the populations in Africa down in the third world countries. And in this way, they can always enjoy better terms of trade because the demand in, the, in those countries, in the African and third world countries, will be less, so they'll have much more to export. So that was the basic motivation. And so they, that's when they implemented this policy. And that policy then 
was basically run by uh, uh, by the Rockefellers, and they uh, had so many other linked organizations and so many other organizations that tied in with this whole idea were pumping and funding. So there's a whole list. And if you read so many different books, all these things were giving uh, meticulous references for whatever they were saying on this particular topic. And so it's not one particular way that they're going to try and implement this. They're implementing it in so many different ways. And if we know that uh, the medical industry basically is, uh, uh, is something that's been captured a long time ago by the super, super capitalists like the Rockefellers and many others, so they're actually using their uh, agenda through the uh, uh, um, allopathic system of medicine that it seems like they are trying to help people and to try to give uh, healing and support. But if you look at it carefully, and in fact, one of our own doctors actually mentioned this after doing an MBA degree, he said he realized that, you know what, no wonder my patients are not getting better. I'm making a lot of money, but um, my patients are not getting better. They just keep coming back for more and more because actually this is not a healing model. He said this is actually a business model. He said after studying an MBA, this is what he realized, and he actually gave up allopathic medicine and has gone now into alternative. So you can see that this is just one angle of how they implemented this. Then they use vaccines also. Like if you see in, in Brazil, uh, the government in the 1970s was shocked to realize that the World Health Organization was uh, implementing a tetanus uh, vaccine campaign, but they were only targeting females between uh, 14 and 50. And so people became suspicious and the Catholic Church picked it up. They did some homework. And when they checked with their uh, uh, colleagues across the world, in the Philippines, in Kenya, they found that the same thing was being done. And when they really started going into it, they realized that this was actually a sterilization campaign. And over 40% of the Brazilian population, you know, their population is quite high. Over 40% of the female population of Brazil was permanently sterilized through this tetanus vaccine campaign undertaken by the WHO. So this is the same WHO which we trusted uh, during the COVID uh, uh, you know, era. So this is just another angle. Then, you, of course, you have uh, other methods which we can discuss just now. Over no, to you, uh, he, uh, he, Molana, and Allah bless you for that. Uh, you know, you're just oozing with uh, information, and Allah bless you for that. Dr. Azizullah Rawat, you know, one of the things that uh, Molana talks about is the World Health Organization. And it seems as if, you know, uh, okay, America had uh, ca- captured uh, the Arabs in uh, you know, the petrodollar deal. Uh, they have uh, subjugated Africa. And I you know uh, st- uh, stolen all the uh, uh, the, the raw materials. Uh, they are the agents of warfare, warmongering. They have the uh, largest armaments industry in the world, and they keep that going by supplying you know both the parties and uh, making it uh, a, a, a killing machine. And uh, you know people, some of them are doing uh, the bidding on behalf of America without even thinking properly that we are being used and uh, uh, we're being uh, controlled and patrolled by this one police state. But uh, Molana, in, uh, your, your thoughts of you know, how the medical fraternity has been captured by this evil source, uh, Molana, I mean, uh, Dr. Azizullah? Yeah, so it all goes back into the Flexner uh, report of 1910, I believe, uh, where they actually went out into all the healthcare institutions. A lot of places were still practicing homeopathy and natural medicine. And they actually went and told them that, you know, we're going to cut your funding. We're not going to fund you anymore. You're going to go bankrupt and you're going to lose all your students unless you implement our model. Uh, so the standard oil model was carried into the standard medicine model, uh, where now medication became chemicals, it became 
drug-based, and it all in the end it creates a dependency. So you keep people sick, a patient cured is a customer loss. Uh, keep, uh, keep people dependent and uh, keep them coming back uh, for more. So that, as Molana mentioned, really is a business model. And um, they told us, you know, to trust the science, to trust the World Health Organization, which turned into the World Hoax Organization. And, uh, you know, in the end, we did trust the science, the real science, and that's why we decided to follow uh, the alternative path. And as you said, before I let you go on that point, uh, what about uh, biological warfare, chemical warfare? I mean, uh, that's become a reality. I mean, this, uh, what we're talking about, you know, this COVID and all these other uh, types of, uh, you know, diseases that are being, uh, you know, pumped into uh, individuals, uh, this is actually uh, a war on mankind calling it a, biolog a biological warfare on insan. Your thoughts on that, Azizullah? Yes, definitely. The air that we breathe, the food that we eat, uh, the water that we drink, uh, all compromised. Uh, you know, the chemicals uh, that's being sprayed into the atmosphere that soaks into the rain, soaks into the rainwater, it soaks into the crops, uh, the genetically modified foods. Look at what Monsanto is doing uh, to all the crops. The glyphosate, it is a cancer-causing agent that's sprayed on the fruits and on the vegetables, aluminium and mercury and fluoride uh, in the water supply. Fluoride actually is a neurotoxin which was lowering IQ uh, in children, in infants, uh, when they did the test as well. A lot of our toothpastes, uh, all the aluminium, the silicone, in the shampoos, uh, in the roll-ons. Uh, so it really, it's a holistic war. It's chemical warfare. It's biological warfare. And as I mentioned, the foods that we eat, you know, the refined wheat, the refined sugars, uh, the refined maize, the soya, it, the war is everywhere. And you have to be so careful nowadays what you eating to have a filter on your water system and what you're breathing also uh, the pollution and all the st environmental stresses out there that's really making people sick and hence the importance of actually detoxing and eating healthy and exercising in order to combat uh, this warfare absolutely brilliant then uh, that's the uh, reason people listen to me carefully use the miswalk yeah Molana, I'll give you a whole bayan on that. But Molana, moving on over the topic here, Alhamdulillah, we talk about uh, social engineering. And uh, this is, you know, something we talk about AI, artificial engineering. Social engineering is, uh, you know, a, a study on its own that they have done. But they have uh, somehow, you know, now they've gone into a, uh, a, a into a, I would call it, Molana, a tsunami mode. They've gone crazy. They've gone, uh, the term I used uh, earlier on with the, uh, our Dr. Azizullah, they are gone ballistic, uh, Molana. Talk to, uh, uh, talk to us about uh, social engineering. Okay, that's a very, very important uh, aspect. In fact, in the early days, what uh, you referenced, our Ustad in, in politics, global politics, was uh, Brother uh, Samad Peer. And one of the subjects that we used to look at very uh, deeply was called empires of the mind. People didn't understand that at first. But empires of the mind essentially to say that uh, before, previously, the colonizers and imperialists used to occupy a country with the physical force, bringing their armies and occupy the land and take over the, you know, the strategic resources of that of the particular territory or region. But um, what they have developed eventually, they realize is too expensive to maintain a standing army uh, in, in order to occupy a land. So that's how they develop occupying the mind, meaning they enslaved with the chains on the brains and they enslave the, the, the population through indoctrination and uh, brainwashing, etc. 
So basically, when you say empires of the mind means they have occupied the minds, there's no need to then occupy with force, physical force. And in fact, uh, Winston Churchill was quoted as saying that the empires of the future will be the empires of the mind. He's actually quoted to saying that, for saying that. And uh, one of the most important institutions in the early 1920s, I think, uh, that started uh, really going into this in a very professional way was the Tavistock Institute based in Sussex in the UK. And so people can actually search that. You'll even find a book or two on Amazon speaking about the Tavistock Institute. Um, so if you do your bit of homework, you will find that Tavistock Institute was the, uh, was the organization that actually started out this uh, hippie culture during the, the Vietnam War. So they created this hippie culture, and this was to prepare the, the, the youth to start uh, taking drugs. And this is actually a very lucrative form of business for them. So that's how one of the, one of the angles, they actually used the, the results from their research to implement, uh, to, to roll out this whole idea of smoking among females, and so on and so forth, you know. Uh, at the same time, the schooling system was also being similarly designed. There's a person by the name of... Uh, uh, what's her name? Charlotte Elizabeth. Charlotte Elizabeth. I S E R B Y T E. She actually worked in the system of education, very high up, and she spilled the beans. She was a whistleblower. She wrote the book called "Dumbing Down America." She got a massive website with the same name, "Dumbing Down America," something to that effect. She wrote a book about six hundred pages where she spilled the beans at how the system was designed to keep the the, the masses, you know, dumb, stupid and really not really giving them serious education in order to basically prepare them as slaves, as just, you know, factory workers without really being able to think for themselves. So you find that that system of education is rolled out throughout the world. Whatever America does, the rest follow. So basically you can see the system of education today, especially government education, is really uh, at the bottom rung of the ladder. And so the whole idea is to create a, a society that's willing slaves, and so social engineering is also connected to this. And as an example, you can see how the schooling system, you know, when you want to bring your child, first thing you check, is your child vaccinated? And I know my, my own children, for example, when they go to a pediatrician, if the child is needing some, uh, um, some help or some treatment, if the child maybe got a, a bad flu or bronchitis or something to that effect, they go to the pediatrician for some reason. First thing the pediatrician will ask, is your child vaccinated? So my children said, look, because we don't believe in vaccines, so uh, we, our children are not vaccinated. The pediatrician will say, please leave my office. I'm not prepared to treat you. So my children said, thank you very much. They'll walk out. I said, that's the right thing you did. This is how they try to, you know, enforce their uh, system on you. But all this is not, and people don't uh, uh, see anything wrong with vaccines in general. So the reason why we were suspicious of COVID from the very beginning, because we already knew from the way before that uh, all vaccines are harmful. There's no safe vaccine at all. But what we are told to the engineering of the society, safe and effective, safe and effective. Told totally constantly, this is being pumped and hammered through the mainstream that safe and effective vaccines are, that you must make sure their children are vaccinated. So this is all part of the engineering of society to make you believe that you must trust those in authority because they are looking after your interests. Uh, gee, uh, Molana, you know, uh, really uh, food for thought there. And uh, Dr. Azizullah, you know, all these uh, different types of, uh, you know, uh, information coming through, as uh, Molana said, you know, uh, you, you go to the pediatrician and in most cases they say, are you, uh, you know, are your child vaccinated? Not, I'll leave my office and so forth. 
because uh, they have a protocol to follow. And if they, you don't follow the protocol, uh, you know, you're a naysayer. Uh, they slowly but surely will try and uh, cut you out of uh, their circle. And eventually, you know, Allah forbid, uh, they're uh, uh, trying to bring in this new agenda of uh, you, you are compliant or non-compliant, you know, bringing in all these uh, vaccination cards and you have to have your COVID injections if you're traveling from point A to B. But what I want to know from you, Azizullah, is uh, the psychological impact on individuals with all these uh, things happening to them. And, you know, and how does this psycho psychological impact with uh, the medication taken by people, how does it affect the physiology of people? And you, you watch the people of today, perhaps they are slurring in the speech, uh, the, the, the way they walk. And many young people have passed on for absolutely no reason. Uh, um, uh, Azizullah, your response? Yeah, and we've also seen a lot of sportsmen, a lot of celebrities just dropping down for no reason. People who are 30, people who are 40, so healthy, such healthy diets, exercising every day, just dropping, just dropping down dead uh, since taking uh, the jab. Um, so it really is a tragedy, and especially when it comes to children, things like ADD, ADHD, autism, asthma, allergies, these things are practically unknown until the childhood vaccination program actually came in in the 90s. Uh, and that's when you started getting the excess of these diseases and these conditions, the vaccines and the diets as well that was introduced, like the cereals, which were really killing the children, making them sick, making them lifelong chronic uh, patients of the medical industry. And uh, all these conditions with the thimerosal and the mercury, which was found in the flu vaccines, and um, all the cancer-causing agents uh, that was also found, which was really making children sick, a lifelong sick, and autism and all these uh, conditions. So it, it really, it really is also a psychological. Uh, also, you know, you mentioned how the doctors have, in a way, been compromised. Where you know, if they speak out, if they do anything against the system, then they will basically take their license away, or worse. Uh, so, you know, if your income depends on an organization, then you're going to do whatever the organization tells you, uh, because that's your income, that's your money at the end of the day. So that's how these people have been captured. And they've really been put in a situation where they can't really do much but to agree with whatever they've been told by these organizations and corporations. You know, Molana, I've been uh, talking to many individuals and uh, perhaps, uh, you know, one of the questions that I've seen in my files, I just pulled it out now, was uh, this one. I'm going to read it to you. I won't mention brother's name. He says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, brother Shafaat. Uh, what about uh, those individuals who deliberately knowing the truth that what they are doing is a uh, is uh, is falsehood and they're perpetrating this agenda on innocent people, especially if they're in the house of Islam? What is uh, their punishment? not only in the dunya, but also in the akhirah. I think that's a very important question because many of our, you know, we, we talk in our circles, they say, you know, some of our people, they know exactly that, you know what, they are doing something that is not right, but they're doing it perhaps to enrich themselves. Your reaction there, Molana? This has been my cry from the time uh, I think that uh, COVID started when I saw the position that some of our leaders have taken very very disturbing uh, it actually kept kept me awake for for a long time and the only conclusion that i can come to is that you know what uh, people in position of leadership want to be politically correct they want to be politically correct at whatever cost uh, they don't want to rock the boat and uh, the, the the system 
I mean, the, the, the natural progression of history has always been that those who are the party of Allah, they always uh, have to actually go up against the mainstream current, you know, and you have to stand up and speak the truth. And you're always going to face difficulties and challenges when you do that. So if people are not prepared to stand up and, and, and ex, 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 express the truth, and you're going to prefer to remain in your comfort zone and be politically correct, then you're going to sell your soul eventually and do anything it takes to maintain that position of you know privilege and power and wealth, whatever you you, you may be benefiting from. So this is the tragedy, and and also many people are I think. Uh, some of them may be unwittingly just going with the mainstream without realizing that they've been conned. Because must remember, the whole uh, uh, strategy of shaitan has always been deception. If you study the Quran, Shalit, you'll find how many places Allah's warned us about hurur. The word hurur is mentioned in the Quran Shalit so many times in so many different ways. And attached closely to this whole uh, uh, idea of, of hurur and deception is shaitan. He's, in fact, he's, he's, uh, one of the terms that's used in the Quran Shalit is gharur, the great deceiver. And that, in, according to the Mufassirin, refers to the shaitan. So he's a great deceiver. And he has his allies. Allah Ta'ala mentions, That uh, the shaitan certainly uh, uh, inspires his allies to, you know, carry out his, 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 uh, his work. And uh, this is how they operate. They use a lot of deception. And uh, it's sad that our leadership, either they are unwittingly deceived and, and, and run with this, uh, with this whole agenda, or they wittingly accept and, and they go with it because they want to uh, protect their, their position and their, and their privileges. And so they pre pre prefer to remain politically correct. And whatever the, the authorities uh, you know, impose on us, they're ready to submit and they want to force everybody else to follow that without uh, you know, uh, rocking the boat. Yeah, Molana, I'm talking about rocking the boat. And, uh, you know, Dr. Azizul Rawat, I'm thinking of Dr. Faustus selling his soul to the devil. And, uh, you know, it happens uh, like, uh, you know, for the uh, meritricious dunya, the dunya that uh, deceives. The dunya, you know, it is said in one anecdote, uh, you know, it's like uh, drinking seawater. The more you drink, the thirstier you become. Your thoughts on, you know, uh, these individuals uh, that actually, you know, um, go and, uh, you know, sin against the intelligence by allowing uh, this to happen to them. What's your thoughts, uh, Azizullah, uh, Azizullah, doctor? Yeah, it's a bit like chasing a shadow, you know. You can chase it all day long. You're not going uh, to catch it. Uh, so that's how the second, you must understand that the modern medical system, scientific system is secular. You know, it's atheistic. The foundation is atheistic, uh, just like evolution and Darwinism. It's the same concept. Uh, and that's why there is no room for God. There's no room for Allah in the system. So now you as a Muslim, say student, you are going to get sucked into that system. And your whole ideas are shaped. Uh, according to that system uh, and because that system is so secular you know a lot of the medications that you're going to give um, you know it's a violation of your fitra your, your body's uh, natural uh, disposition uh, but uh, as you mentioned you know uh, this is Tajal system that we're living in and you know when your eyes see that glamour and the glitz and the materialism you know it's very difficult uh, for people to go against that and it's very easy for them to go with it uh, but that's when iman and taqwa uh, really come into play yeah you know Molana uh, Rafiq Muhammad uh, listening to uh, Azizul out there but my mind dived into the deep end of uh, knowledge you know there you find uh, that uh, medicine was given to the whole world uh, by Islamic scholars, but it was given with an Islamic ethos. And th then you look at algorithms. I mean, you look at your computers, uh, you're talking about AI and, you know, your flights and whatever you do, 
even your stock exchange and all the algorithms uh, decides everything. It runs your uh, electricity department, it runs uh, virtually your banking system and so forth, all given to us uh, by Islamic or Muslim scholars, but being captured by Shaitani forces and uh, turning it into, uh, you know, perhaps I can uh, uh, use the term weapons of mass destruction. Your reaction to that, Molana? Well, you know that there's lots of things that uh, the Islamic world in the past has given the foundations to all the progress and technology and science that we see today. So the, the purpose at that time was to benefit mankind. But today, unfortunately, because the people in power, they are not connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are atheistic and secular, as uh, Dr. Aziz has mentioned. So their intention is totally different. So they, they, they don't have the interest of mankind at heart. Their interest is power, control, and, um, you know, it's a very selfish uh, uh, emotion that drives them. So they're not looking at benefit. Rather, they, they, their whole um, ethos is basically to just uh, grab whatever they can because they feel that this is the only life. So that's what drives them. And therefore, you find that the, the types of technology that they're producing today is actually more harmful than of benefit. It can be beneficial, but it has to be in the hands of the right people. But if it's in the hands of the wrong people, you'll find that they are all with all the time uh, using it to further their narrow, selfish agenda. And the rest of mankind will then just be, uh, you know, uh, falling as as puppets in, in this whole uh, program. So AI, yes, it's, it's, it shows a lot of potential and a lot of, uh, you know, benefits, shall we say. But at the same time, more and more, they are turning this into a transhuman society where they want to merge man with machine. And so you find that this whole idea of the, of the COVID vaccines, the mRNA, was basically to be able to insert that graphene oxide that will actually link up with the, with the um, 5G uh, you know, networks. And through that, they will actually be able to take control of your mind. I'm, I'm saying it in a very simple way. But if you read all the documents, the science and, and, and the, and the um, you know, ideas behind it, the scientific uh, uh, you know, uh, aspects behind it, you will see how far ahead they have gone. And people don't even realize the level of technology that our scientists have gone today. So these scientists are in the, in the employ and in the pay of the modern pharaohs. So if you, if you read uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, where she wrote the book Corruption in Science, and she, and she strongly presents evidence to argue the point that most of the scientists, because they are in the employ of, of these uh, big corporations, they're serving the, the purpose to run out, to, to basically make people believe that this is in their benefit. Meantime, it is actually to their harm. And so you find that they, the whole idea is to be able to take control of mankind through this uh, 5G networks, connecting with the, with the graphene oxide that's in the vaccines. And that's how you find either people are being killed or they've been controlled, as Dr. Faiz, a person used to say so often, that the, the COVID vaccine will be used to uh, track, trace, track, trace, render ill and kill. So they can track you ever, wherever you are in the world, your finances, your transactions, your activities, your whereabouts, your location. They'll be able to track you, trace you down to wherever you are in the world, if you ever rebel against them, they have complete surveillance over you. And if they wish, they can render you ill, which they are doing in many ways, and they can kill you also remotely. And that's also evidence, enough of that evidence is taking place. So this is the, the way that they're using those AI and so many other things for their benefit. It's not really for the benefit of mankind. So we have to be very, very uh, aware of this, and we have to take uh, uh, you know, protective measures not to fall into these traps. 
And yet there's so much more to say on, 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 on issues related to this, but go back to you, Shabbat. You know, Molana, we have to touch on this issue where, you know, they have same-sex marriages, they're brought in the Komer Lut thing, they're justifying that and they're making the whole world go towards a thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had destroyed this message in the Quran and also in the Bible. But they're bringing in things like that. The institution of marriage is under a massive attack. They want to take that away. You know, they've got virtual realities and they have many other things where they're bringing children, you know, to focus instead of the higher to focus on Allah Ta'ala, they're asking them to focus on the, you know, the carnal desires and into things. And mazallah, even bestiality. Molana, you know, perhaps you could give us a dire warning to be careful of that the sacred, you know, uh, institution of marriage uh, being under big attack. Your thoughts, Molana? Jazakallah, so much for that question, Brother Shafat. You know, this is something that is very, very uh, disturbing and also uh, as I mentioned, you need we need to see the bigger picture, the background, and the very background that we discussed, the history of population control. All this ties up, right? Because ask yourself, why is it that we are being forced to do something which is so unnatural, which people, their very nature goes against it? I mean, if you look at the countries in Africa, for example, Uganda now has taken a very strong stand and uh, uh, has actually passed a law in parliament that anybody who promotes this or is involved in this will be jailed and will be uh, uh, subject to very severe uh, penalties. So this is because it's going, going against our nature. Yet across the world, this is being forced and forced. Why? Because the social engineers are busy hard at work. They are trying to indoctrinate the people to accept this as normal. And if you go against it, then there's something wrong with you. So how, how does that make sense? It only can make sense if you go back to the history which we mentioned. Population control is the underlying obsessive uh, motivation for this whole idea. So if people are going to accept this whole idea of same-sex marriages and all the rest that goes with it, you know, I call it CAB, CAB meaning Confused Alphabet Brigade. Confused Alphabet Brigade. Why must we burden ourselves the long whole alphabet, LGBT, blah, 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 blah. CAB for short. Confused Alphabet Brigade because that's what they are. They're totally confused. So the point is this. The only thing that makes sense is that because this is tying into the whole concept, the basic foundational concept of population control. So same-sex marriage will not engender uh, uh, new births. Rather, it will it'll lead to the extinction of mankind. It will lead to the, the in, entire institution of marriage were designed to protect the future generations, that there will be generations that will continue to, fall, to, to, to carry out the, 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 the bloodline, so to say, or to keep mankind in existence. But when marriage did, uh, disintegrates and marriage falls away, the proper traditional marriage between a man and a woman that will actually lead to the extinction so the marriage actually is meant is designed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect uh, the human race and we are actually trying to destroy it ourselves by accepting these crazy ideas of same-sex marriage and transgender and all these mutilated things that we are trying to bring upon ourselves make the upon ourselves because we are allowing ourselves to be socially engineered by the modern day pharaohs and whose only interest is to protect their own selfish uh, capitalistic, uh, uh, you know, uh, greed and all the uh, selfish ideas. And we are just falling for it hook, line and sinker. This is the tragedy of mankind. We stop reading. We're just being led by our noses. And therefore, we can't see when we're going over the cliff.
Jazakallah for that, Maulana. And, you know, Azizullah, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, when it comes to Insan, we know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam and Eve. He didn't create Steve and Steve. Now, you know, what happens to an individual? I mean, he is born a man and his RNA, DNA is all male. And suddenly, you know, he's been indoctrinated and captured by the whispering of shaitan that, you know, he needs to have a change and he needs to have this, you know, the mental anguish and also the psychological uh, you know, uh, effects on the individual. Perhaps you can give us a little bit of a medical background into what happens to that in- individual captured by the whisper of shaitan, uh, doctor. Yeah, I think captured uh, by vaccines as well. So while there was an Italian scientist who actually did some research and he found out that homosexuality was caused by chemical modifications. So chemical alterations to your DNA that usually occur within the first few years of a child's life. Uh, so usually when children are given their vaccines, there are certain vaccines which contain aborted fetuses and aborted fetal tissue. Uh, and that's a known fact. Uh, a lot of your vaccines contain these aborted fetuses. So what happened was that they were injecting either knowingly or unknowingly uh, young baby boys with the female fetal tissue and then young baby girls with male fetal tissue and somehow that was mingling and interfering with the genes of the child uh, and uh, those children were growing up uh, well were going to grow up to question their sexual orientation and their sexual identity and so on uh, so that's obviously the more medical and scientific and the other one is the social engineering you know shaitan is always there we have the waswas we have our nafs and all of that which are telling us to do this to feel this way and now is the absolute importance of not acting out on your feelings but letting uh, actually your logic and then the sharia actually dictate on how you behave and how but you know because of the liberal uh, modern liberalism and marxism and all this uh, in the world that we live in you know there you know there's all the all the avenues out there for people to come out and say they feel this way and they feel that way whether it's for attention or whether they do have some uh, psychological uh, psychological or even a spiritual uh, condition maybe there's a lack of iman there's a lack of uh, taqwa firm belief somewhere they are acting out on these instincts but a lot of people you know sometimes they have these feelings but it's their test Allah is testing them are you going to be like the people of Lut salam, or are you going to resist the urge you know resist fight the greatest uh, war which is the war against your nafs and um, you know follow the sharia and don't act out on these feelings of yours because at the end of the day it is just feelings you know beautifully said the dr azizullah and you know uh, uh, molana rafiq muhammad uh, listening to him and uh, you know thoughts come to mind where he says you know uh, perhaps another anecdote that comes to mind the abstinence from evil is better than doing good and you know you abstain from taking this uh, this evil injection or in evil uh, vaccination and you keep away from this evil and you know you get your reward in jannah and we know the ultimate experience of having the ultimate of anything is when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us inshallah puts us all into jannah sulfir those but uh, this uh, shaitani movement it tells you you know you can get this ultimate experience just do what we tell you to do and uh, you know many are succumbing to that uh, molana if you had to give advice to people to uh, you know to make sabr and to get away from this type of indoctrination how would you tell them to abstain from this uh, molana oh what a beautiful question uh, brother shafat you know what's coming to my mind now as you're asking this question the first thing is uh, i always 
look at is going back to, you know, you are what you eat. So we have to look at what is going into us and impacting on our behavior and our, you know, uh, actions. Because we go back to the Quran Sharif. That is my cry. We read the Quran Sharif on different occasions in the month of Ramadan. We read the Quran Sharif. But are we actually understanding and connecting with the message of the Quran? So here we find Allah subhanahu wa mentions, Ya yuwa rusulu, fa'adawdu billah minash shaitan rajeem. Ya yuwa rusulu, kulu minat tayyibati wa'amalu salihat. O prophets, O messengers, eat from the wholesome, pure foods. Tayyibat, wa'amalu salihat, and then do righteous deeds. So there's a very close connection between what we eat and the type of actions that come out from our body. Very close connection. So, Toyibad, you find, in fact, I remember asking my principal late, Mola Qasim Sima, Rahmatullah about, I explained to him what is um, genetically modified foods. And then I asked him, so Mola, uh, in your opinion, would you consider these type of genetically modified foods to be as described in the Quran as Toyib? You know, we speak about halal and Toyibah. So would you consider this to be Toyib? He said, no, definitely not. It's not in its original, natural, wholesome, pure form. So it's not Toyib. So therefore, my point is this. That today we are exposed to so much of GMO foods, right? All our basic cereals and our basic stable foods, like your maize. You find it actually spelled out, genetic, contains genetically modified. And the, the indigenous people, that is their staple diet, they're eating that all the time. Some of those who are more uh, affluent, they will have on their cereals, it's more expensive, it says, uh, this may contain or genetically modified free. It'll tell you genetically modified free. So why would they go to that extent to, to assure you that this particular product that you want to buy is free from GMO, but for the for the indigenous who's buying the stable food to survive, it's clearly telling you that's genetically modified. Now, what is the impact? If you do a, a bit of research, you'll find that, for example, the Russian Academy of Science already in the early 2000s had already warned and made clear that genetically modified foods, if you live on it for, for a long time, eventually you're going to lead to sterility. See? Sterility. So back to the same thing, population control. So these are foods together with all the different uh, 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 chemicals that you're exposed to in your detergents, in your cosmetics, in so many other things, your plastics that you're con making contact with your foods is all, uh, you know, leading to uh, overdose of the opposite hormones, you know, like too much of estrogen. So this will make the males more and more uh, uh, sterile and they won't be able to have children. So these are all the things that's happening. But at the end of the day, this is how uh, uh, the modern day pharaohs work to, to uh, undermine the, 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 the human race. And finally, the point that we should also look back into the Quran, if you see that the wife of Lut, she was the one that was also destroyed. Yet she was the wife of, of Lut She wasn't actively involved in that abominable act that, that was carried out at that particular time. But Allah Ta'ala destroyed her. Why? Because she was supportive of their actions and she betrayed Lut when he uh, uh, tried to war warn his people against the action. She betrayed him and she was actively supporting them even though she was not actively involved in that particular action. But Allah Ta'ala made sure that she was also destroyed with them. So therefore, this is a struggle that we cannot sit by uh, uh, complacently, but we have to take the, the correct position. Either we are for it or we are against it. And as Muslims, our position is we have to be against it because it's going to lead to the eventual extinction and destruction of the human race, which is not what Allah Ta'ala wants for us. Mulana, beautiful indeed. I can feel divine decree having a hand in this evening's program. Bless you for that. Hey, George Bush, are you hearing? Are you with us or are you against us? 
Yeah, you know our answer. Now, Dr. Azizullah, you know, listening to Molana, so eloquent indeed, and, you know, bringing in the Quran, you know, making it a tr- tr- uh, truly, you know, a divinely inspired program. I want to know from you, you know, I, I've got a friend of mine, uh, a member of parliament, Ahmad Mansur Sheikh Imam, who's presently in Dublin. And I asked him, hey, how's the chows there? You know, how's the chows in Dublin? He said, hey, brother Shafat, they're only eating pork here, breakfast, lunch, and supper. So, you know, Molana is talking about you are what you are eat. I mean, uh, you are uh, you're what, uh, yeah, what you eat, uh, you, you, you become that type of uh, individual. So perhaps you can see what's happening to the Western world. And you talk about the nations of pigs, Portugal, uh, Italy, Greece, and Spain. Hey, what an acronym they have. But uh, moving on, uh, realistically speaking, why must organic food be 10 times the price of those manufactured food? Because they don't want the masses to eat healthily. Uh, Dr. Azizullah, you being holistic, give us a holistic answer. Yeah, 100%. And you are definitely what you eat. You know, if someone's going to eat 100 donuts, they're going to definitely look like a donut. And, uh, uh, you know, the importance of healthy eating, if you have a healthy diet, if you exercise, you really don't have to worry about any disease. And that's the problem. They want people eating sweets so they can go to the dentist. You know, they want people to be filling themselves up with wheat and gluten and uh, refined sugars so that they can become more sick and the more sick people get the more they're going to buy antibiotics in order to take away their symptoms and then that's going to make them dependent so they're going to keep coming back and keep coming back and it's a never-ending uh, vicious cycle you know no one makes money when people are healthy and a healthy population no one makes money uh, so that is why they prefer a sick population where everyone gets to make uh, money gets to make a quick buck and with the foods of nowadays you know a lot of it isn't even food it's not actually food it's artificial it's fake a lot of the stuff have been made in labs Uh, a lot of the so-called vegan meats made in labs Uh, the sweets and the synthetic materials that's put in it's all made in labs Um, and uh, you know whatever's being uh, issued and sprayed on the crops and sprayed in the water even the juice uh, nowadays is filled with sugar content a lot of the honey that you buy in stores filled with sugar content Uh, so there's a lot of deception also uh, hence the importance of actually doing research on the food that you're eating and also to reading the read the labels uh, read the ingredients because a lot of the food is building up acidity uh, in the body and making people really sick making people dependent uh, more and more dependent on pills every color pill for every day of the week yeah every color pill i'm uh, calling it a rainbow nation and that other rainbow flag no 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 it's a big no no for us uh, molana you know moving on to our topic of virology i mean it's very important your take on that you know, this is a really, very interesting uh, uh, subject, which I've just started now uh, recently since COVID started. And uh, what always was at the back of my mind was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa told us at that time, I mean, at his, in his time, he, he told us about la adwa, the very concept of la adwa, there is no contagion. And at that time, when he explained that, then there was a Bedouin who raised this question that, yeah, Rasulullah, you're saying that no adwa, but how is it that my camel, when I have a, a sickly camel that is in contact with it, then that camel also gets sick, you know? So how can you say there's no contagion? So this was the answer that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave. And he said, man awal. So which, who caused, uh, or what caused the first camel to get sick? You know, if you say that there's contagion, so how did the first camel get sick? That was his answer. That's a very com- profound and comprehensive answer. And of course, there was a lot of interpretation, a lot of explanations given 
by different scholars and so on and so forth, which we respect. It was the, 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 what they gave at that time. But what is coming out now, the new emerging, you see, since this whole thing has been put into question, this whole COVID thing has been put into question, people have been doing much more research and going back into history and uncovering many, many things that are now, what they actually come to the conclusion, there is no a virus in, in existence. Why? Because the word virus actually means toxin, right? And actually, it is your uh, <clears throat> exosomes that's being excreted by the body. When the body is overloaded with toxins, it forms envelopes of what they call exosomes. Those exosomes are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, those exosomes are actually trying to get rid of the toxins that's built up. So it makes an envelope of the toxin, tries to expel it. So it's actually the, the, the so-called viruses are actually in the form of exosomes being expelled from the body. They're not taken in from outside. That's number one. Uh, <clears throat> also, uh, Christine Massey is a, a researcher in Canada. And in the very early stages, she started writing to the health authorities, the, the government and the health authorities, and asking, please, can you provide me with the scientific data and evidence of the so-called SARS-CoV-2 virus? Meaning, you must give me the isolation, the purification, and the genome sequence of uh, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which you say is causing this uh, uh, COVID uh, symptoms, symptoms, whatever. So they waffled back and forth for three to four weeks, eventually, under the Freedom of Information Act, FOI, they admitted in official uh, uh, documentation they do not have it. So she alerted the colleagues around the world. So the same thing they did, they wrote to many, many of their government authorities, and up to now they're counting over 180 different countries have officially acknowledged they do not have the scientific data of a COVID uh, virus, SARS-CoV virus anywhere. And so they've done much more homework. In fact, we find out that uh, Dr. Stefan Lanka is a German virologist already in 2017, won a high court uh, case in Germany to prove that there is no measles virus. And further and further they're digging, eventually they realize, hey, there's no such thing as a virus that is contagious that we are made to believe. It was all part of the construct to make sure people take the vaccines. And that's a big multi, multi-billion dollar industry. So the poor people are taking the vaccines, lining up, fearing, putting masks, all that. Deception of shaitan. So I don't accept what I'm saying, dear listeners. Don't accept what I'm saying. Molana is maybe mad. Do your own homework. Do the research. Because I know I experienced personally, I totally ignored the protocols. I was making contact at my age, over 60. And how come I wasn't affected with COVID? Whereas people who are strictly, obsessively, rigidly following the protocols were getting sick and dying. So something is not right here. Even if you don't accept what I'm saying, something is not right here. But what the alternative reason for all this sickness is, I'm not saying people are not getting sick. People are definitely getting sick. And people are definitely dying, right? We're seeing the same symptoms. But the answer that's coming out from those who are now honest scientists who are doing the research, they are attributing, attributing this symptoms that we're seeing to EMF radiation poisoning. The overload of radiation poisoning, which is coming from your uh, uh, towers, from, uh, from the uh, electricity frequency, from your microwaves, uh, from the towers and so many other sources of uh, radiation that is affecting us. And so these are the symptoms we are seeing. The body is trying to detox. The flu that you're seeing with the excretion is all the body is trying to detox itself. In fact, there was a study done. Um, I just forget the name now, but it was a study done by the, by the U.S. Navy. I think uh, Dr. Aziz will have much more details. You can remember this, where they actually took 100 volunteers you know, during the what they call the, the Spanish flu, which wasn't really a Spanish flu at all. But anyway, they took the secretions, the nasal secretions of the sick patients who had 
so-called Spanish flu in the hospitals. They took their secretions and they applied these secretions or they tried to uh, make these 100 volunteers sick using the secretions, make them speak directly, face-to-face, cough in their faces. All those type of things were done. At the end, uh, the doctor in charge, his conclusion was in writing that we were frustrated. We were not able to uh, you know, pass on this illness to any of the volunteers. None of them got sick from the, the so-called Spanish flu that they were trying to, to pass on. So this was a, uh, an experiment the doctor, the, the Rosano uh, uh, experiment was called Dr. Rosano, R-O-S-E-N-A-U. Uh, people can research that. So that was done in the, uh, in the early 1920s uh, um, in the U.S. And they concluded that there was no contagion at that time that they were able to uh, achieve. They couldn't achieve con- um, causing others to get sick from the so-called Spanish flu. What they actually found, the, 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 the soldiers who were going abroad to, to fight, you must remember it's 1918 at that time, and there was a depression, and there was poor uh, nutrition, poor sanitation, malnutrition. These were the general health conditions of people at that time. And then they were injecting them with, uh, with the vaccine, which really messed up the immune system. So they were getting very, very sick. And at that time, EMF radiation was increasing because of the radar. So all these are contributory factors, which is the answer that is given by the other scientists to say this was the reason why so many people got sick and died at that particular time. So we generally try to use the Spanish flu to justify the protocols that we're taking with COVID, as an example. So honestly, we are not really getting the true picture of what is causing illness and what is causing death. But we've been made to believe that it's a so-called virus so that we can take the injection and then be controlled by the modern pharaohs. So look, it's, it's a very brief explanation I've given. But if you read your, and do your homework, there's lots of books, articles, videos that bring this point out very clearly now. And they, in fact, in July, they're going to launch this whole thing to prove to the world that there is no such thing as contagious viruses. That that's coming, inshallah. The truth will eventually come out. And then the people are going to be very, very angry when the truth comes out. No, absolutely, Molana. And uh, well, before I let you go, I'll let uh, Azizullah have the last word. But uh, before he has it, Molana, what are your parting words uh, this evening? My parting words is we need to come back to the Quran Sharif because every every rakat of, of salah, Allah Ta'ala is teaching us, mustaqim, guide us to the straight path. And then in Surah Baqarah, the very opening, this book, there's no doubt in it, is a means of guidance for those who are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the fear of Allah. So go back to the Quran Sharif. All these questions, if you dig deep enough and you ponder and you make the effort, the answers are in the Quran Sharif. We need to connect back to the Quran Sharif and not be misguided and deceived by shaitan, the enemy of Allah and the enemy of mankind. See, Molana, you and I, we know each other for about, maybe over a thousand years. Yeah, you know what <laughs> <laughs> now our soul met in heaven, right? Uh, but Hello. you know, you still sound like a lighty man. That's your voice is. I mean, <laughs> I, I, your, your voice never changed. Your energy never changed. You know why? Because uh, my colleagues in the community, my colleagues in my community still consider me a lighty, so they don't take. Are you a lighty? I mean, you and I they don't, take me they don't take me serious enough. <laughs> 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 they don't talk seniors, so let them talk, inshallah. <laughs> you do you walk the talk, Molana. And inshallah, you know, I think we need to have more engagements of, uh, of this sort on uh, this platform, which goes uh, through the four corners of the globe. Molana, you have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, assalamu alaikum to you, Molana. My salams to my Ustad, Mufti AK, alhamdulillah. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Mufti AK Hussain is listening very intently to you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi. And special love and salams to him. Okay, I will definitely, I will double emboss that uh, for you, uh, Molana. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Yes, sir, Dr. Azizullah Rawat, we let you have the final words and with some analysis also. Yeah, just the importance of uh, doing independent research, uh, not just following Google uh, and all these uh, organizations, which are all controlled by the same force. You know, control people's information, you control their thinking, control their thinking, and you control their behavior. And just recently, it was in the news, you know, they came up, invented a new imaginary COVID variant, XBB, something like that. Uh, so, you know, they are going to try and start their nonsense again. And it's up to us uh, to really be mindful, to be aware awake and not to let the media steer our perception and our behavior in any direction, uh, but, uh, you know, to f uh, fly the flag of Tawheed and to follow the Sharia at any cost. You know, you can't put the Sharia law, uh, you can't put government laws, you can't put anyone's laws uh, when it comes to the Sharia law. You know, that's the line uh, that we have to draw as Muslims and as the Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, yes, do your own research. Uh, you know, don't, don't just f uh, follow blindly. You know, at the end of the day we're not cheap uh you know we well, we are Muslims and we need to do that independent research to identify what's going on, you know, and you have to, sometimes you have to dwell into politics because all these agendas like LGBT and the vaccination is all coming into our country via politics it, because we live in a so-called democracy where so-called votes uh, dictate decisions. Uh, so that's how it's coming in. Uh, so we need to hang on to the Sharia and hang on uh, to our Iman because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to save us. And once you do that, you'll realize that you won't let any of these things really uh, affect you. No social engineering, any uh, indoctrination and brainwashing. You know, we don't want to be caught with our pants down. So it's good to do independent uh, research uh, so we can be prepared because we are living in Akhir Zaman and End Times and Agenda 21, 2030 and Tajjal system, which we see currently being uh, constructed. So more than ever, to be mindful of of, uh, what's going on and to follow the so the straight path and the haq yes a big thank you to Molana uh, Rafiq Muhammad and our Dr. Azizullah Rawat from the Truth Winter Foundation also a big thank you to Lucalo for brilliant engineering keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming from the team and I till we meet you again we bid you Assalamu Alaikum Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh